Hi, I'm Lizzie Heiselt, and this is Cocoon, Stories of Gestation. When Joanna first told me her story, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was awestruck, not only by the beautiful, perfect life she and her husband Zach created for their little boy Levi, but by the perfection she found in what, for many, would have been a shattering experience. It may be an odd place to invoke Leonard Cohen, but if Joanna felt any cracks or brokenness, she has let a lot of light shine in through them. Without further ado, here she is. A healthy baby has ten little fingers and ten little toes, two little eyes and one little nose. But I was not going to get a healthy baby. An ultrasound at 11 weeks hinted that something could be wrong. And after weeks and weeks of awaiting test results, it was confirmed. Something was wrong. Trisomy 13. My baby Levi would not live long if he lived at all. His heart was not right. His brain was too small. His lungs would have cysts. And there was a possibility his face would be malformed as well. There was a 70% chance he would be born still. The specialist tried to prepare me and my husband, Zach, for the worst. He may only have one eye, they said. And I prayed he wouldn't look like that, that he would look okay. We knew that he would not be healthy, and we knew that he would not live. But we wanted a good life for him, whatever life that looked like. And of course, we loved him anyway. Knowing that we wouldn't have much, if any time with him on the outside, We gave him the fullest life we could while he was still inside my body. We took him to the zoo and to the beach. He went camping and bowling with us. He crossed eight lines as he floated in my belly. We took photos of our adventures and documented his experiences and our celebrations of it. And in between times, at unexpected moments, I cried. My grief was sporadic, waving over me now and then. As I went through my normal routine, I cared for Luke, our three-year-old son, supported Zach as he pursued his education, and wondered why this had to happen now, when we were, for the first time in our lives, so far away from family. In many ways, the situation seemed relatively normal. My body grew just the way it would have if we hadn't had a diagnosis. No one would have known anything was wrong. The baby moved and kicked just like you would expect a healthy baby to. Our older son was there and involved as much as he could be. He went to the ultrasounds and talked to his little brother. And while things looked pretty normal on the outside, on the inside the proportions were off. There was so much water and so little baby. Levi was so small, floating around in what seemed like gallons of amniotic fluid. And instead of talking with Luke about what it would be like when the baby was born, we talked about how his brother was going to live in heaven with Grandpa. We prayed a lot, and everyone around us too. People who knew about the diagnosis would come up and tell us that they were praying for a miracle. What that miracle would be, or how it would play out, we didn't know. But we were grateful for the support and love and thoughts that people were sending us. Because things were different, we handled the pregnancy different. The milestones that we celebrated were not the same milestones as most parents. When we realized something was wrong, that the baby may not live at all, we hoped he would make it to 21 weeks. That if he died before he was born, 
his life would be counted as a stillbirth and not a miscarriage. After that, we hoped that he would make it to 26 weeks, the age of viability. Then, that he would get to celebrate Halloween with us, to wear a Halloween costume. If Levi made it to his due date, with his heart still beating, we might get a belly photo in front of the Christmas tree. But we knew it wasn't likely that he would make it that far. In fact, we had no idea what to expect for labor if it started on its own, which could happen at any time. By mid-October, when I was 33 weeks pregnant, I was already dilated to a 2 and knew things could get started any time. But because I had had contractions throughout the pregnancy, I wasn't sure I'd be able to tell when things were serious. On top of that, the large amount of amniotic fluid I was carrying made it feel like my body could give out any time. And it did. A few days before Halloween, we had just checked another milestone off of our list wearing the Halloween costume, when the contractions became noticeably more intense. I had three strong ones in 15 minutes, and a soak in the bath didn't slow things down. Levi was coming that night. I got dressed while Zach called the babysitter. We rushed out to the car, and then time stopped as my water broke. We stood in shock for a couple minutes as the water flowed, and when it stopped, Zach got a towel for me to sit on, while he drove to the hospital. He made the 15-minute drive in seven minutes. I can still remember the moment I went into transition and needed the air conditioner turned off and the heat turned on. Zach's impressive drive time was not fast enough. Levi, still alive and kicking, was coming right then. As he parked the car, Zach ran to get a wheelchair, and when he came back, I rolled over and out came the baby's tiny body, feet first. Zach cheered me through another push and caught Levi as his head was born. And from there, all he could do was call to a passerby, She's having a baby. Go get a doctor. Soon nurses were swarming around us, completely flustered and completely unprepared. No one brought gloves. No one brought a blanket. No one brought scissors to cut the cord. No one even knew where to take us. So I took charge as I sat in my wheelchair. I cradled little Levi, who never cried, but was pink and warm and breathing. We're going to room nine, I said. It was the room for families with a diagnosis. Once there, we closed the door on everyone. It was just the three of us. No nurses, no doctors. No machines or IVs or needles, just us and peace and quiet and love. Physically, Levi was not perfect. He did not look perfect. His nose was misshapen and misplaced. His eyes never opened, but he had made it. He was breathing. He had given us what was most important. Zach gave him a blessing and we held him to ourselves for just a few minutes. And then the doctor came in again. They checked Levi's heart. It had stopped. He was gone. A perfectly imperfect firework who had come out with a bang and blazed across our lives. Luke came to see his brother in the hospital the next day. He loved to look at his brother, and he still loves to tell people about him. 
and about how he has baby Levi's blanket. I've spent the months since Levi's birth making a scrapbook of our adventures together. The days of the beach and the zoo and camping trips, it's all there. It's nice to have something to do and something to show people. A photographer came to the hospital and took some pictures. They are precious to me, of course, but I am not afraid to show them to others. I want people to know that even if he didn't look perfect, he was still beautiful. As time goes by, I can see that everything, everything happened perfectly. At first I thought, why us? Why did we get this fluke abnormality? It could have happened to anyone. But then I thought again, if it could have happened to anyone, why not us? Who had the faith that we would see our son again, who wouldn't have been broken by this loss. We could take it. But why now? When we were so far away from family, who could have watched Luke and cooked our meals and cried with us and held our hands. But I found some peace there as well. We got Levi to ourselves. There was no stress about making sure everyone was there, that everyone had a chance to see and hold him. It was just me and Zach and Levi. He was ours and ours alone. So what about that miracle that so many people had prayed for? Where was that? Was it in the fact that he beat the odds and was born with a beating heart? Was it that he lived a perfectly quiet and loved life? He did not come in a perfectly formed baby. Or maybe not yet. But someday. We do believe in miracles. We believe that through Christ... Our imperfections can be made perfect. And that means that Levi, even if he wasn't given a perfect body in this life, will have one someday. Of that, I am grateful.